part two in this thing. Here it is. You always be. I was not ready. I thought you was talking to yourself. <laughs> I wasn't what? ready. Duh. I you gotta wasn't catch it when you're not. You gotta catch it off guard. Sound like Kevin Hart. Uh -oh. He wasn't ready. All right, I'm done. Okay, digressing from yes. that. I don't know the right individual human being. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Hey, y'all. Welcome to A Seat at the Table, part two of the discussion oh, of the God. Hollywood expose. I know. I know. Mm. Y'all, we rolling through Sherman Oaks-iness area. Yeah. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. This is... Yeah, Sherman. This is, this is the first. I bear with us. We doing this on the go. So on you finna go. get it as it happens. Oh, that's my seatbelt. Because that's how life happens. <laughs> Yes. Look, don't judge me. I, I know a couple of my friends already know, cause I never. Cause she likes to live dangerously. I do. I really do. God so, is working on me, y'all, for real. So yeah. So in that regard, welcome to a seat at the table once again. Your host, the future Dr. Zoe, and this. Oh, what Lady is Z, that's me. What no, is it? I was trying to find y'all nickname. What is it, bro? What is what, what's my nickname? Speed Racer Joe. Speed, Speed Racer Race Jane. There we go. Speed Racer Jane. There we go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> With that being said, y'all, welcome. Uh, this is part two of the Hollywood Expose we were talking about. So, last episode, we kind of briefly introduced um, the topic of premature death. We talked about... Um, the documentary out of the shadows once again y'all please go check that out um it's out of the shadows.org out of shadows.org one of those two um but it's the first video out right there the out of shadows there dot we go org. Yeah, dot go. org and um thank you for that gotcha. and um yeah the video is right there click it it's like a good hour and like 13 minutes um and some seconds uh hour 17 there we go. I just watched it. That's the only reason why I remember. There we go. And um, yeah, it's just it's just a real. It's definitely dark. Once again, it is kind of dark, especially when they start going into like the, the psychological aspect, and then the pedophilia and the demonic sacrifice all the other stuff. Yeah. So again, check it out if you're interested. Um, you said that last part, mad quick, yo. I mean, no. I mean, like I say again, I'm not trying to force anything on anybody because again some people don't agree with it that's cool but again a lot of what they talk about though because like one of the main messages of the thing of that movie or docu documentary was essentially like nothing is as it seems as we all know Hollywood does things based off of illusion based off of you know trying to portray something to an audience um and it is appealing because, again, we get to, they play into fantasies. They play into, you know, those aspects of our consciousness, if you will, that we like to keep hidden or we like to keep um, to ourselves because they speak to us on some level, whether it's um, our sexual interests, our childlike interests, our, you know, violent side, our... Um, are, uh, you know, just all these different sides to us, and it's appealing again. So, definitely, um, it touches it mainly touches on that. Um, but yeah, so it's just you know, again, it's just a good thing to just check out because, again, a lot of what 
means that we were talking about is essentially just that a lot of what they go into it's already we a lot of people know about it they're aware of it they talk about it a lot of people like to refute it debate it whatever your stance is but for the most part it's there and i think part two in this one we may be gonna go into a lot of our own personal experiences as well as um just different things that is out there um so uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I was uh, y'all, and I had to apologize to Zoe earlier because I kept interject, interjecting, excuse me, um, because there's so much st- in the first recording because I there's a lot of stuff. I don't think you were. Well, but, no, because I mean, like, like you get ready to say though, it's like it's a lot to talk about and go into. Yeah, because and a lot of experience. Yeah, that both of us have yeah, had. Yeah, because like when you. It's like when you hear about it, you kind of just think like, oh, no. Because, like, truth be told, like, a lot of the stuff they were saying, I honestly didn't want to believe. I was just like, nah, no way. Nah, that's not it. But then it's like when you really kind of start looking a lot deeper and you start honing in on a lot of what they do. And especially a lot of especially a lot of what scripture talks about, which I know Z can definitely pull up to the forefront, like, a lot of what scripture talks about is like, you know, the two, yeah, it just, it just covers it. So, I mean, for me, it makes sense because, and they get into Satanism and, uh, the religion itself and Aleister Crawley and, um, the, also the gentleman that started the satanic, yeah. uh, movement. Uh, I usually know I forgot his name as well I'm gonna um, bring it up in a second but the reason why we're talking about it in this way is because and uh, and it's kind of perfect timing because I think a lot of people don't realize just how much um, it affects us like we're it affects every person for the most part um, every person because I mean the thing is it's not new either and so it's like, why is this becoming such a big thing now? We'll look at how dark it's getting now and look at just kind of the state of the world that we're in yeah. and how blatant things are. There is a reason behind that. Nothing is as is what it is as what it seems because people just well, I mean, I don't even know what most folks think at this point, um, but just because of COVID-19 and just a lot more stuff that we're seeing and we know that the media is embellishing and we know that a lot of times they are lying like even for people that sidebar even for people that passed away god rest their souls people there the media is automatically linking to COVID 19 when half the time half of them at least that wasn't the case but they added it into the numbers so that's just one small thing a uh, small, small, not even thing as far as their deaths, but just an instance where the media has definitely embellished. And after having worked in the media for the short period of time that I did, uh, I know how some stuff, how how things go down just a little bit based off what I saw. So everything that was mentioned in that documentary doesn't surprise me, not near one bit, because I saw it's like I saw that it could get there uh, easily because of certain situations 
as far as what that and I won't get into more of what the documentary mentioned but I saw where it could go based off of what I experienced so that's why the documentary I'm like oh yeah hands down I yeah it's all real because what because what compels what what really got to me was more of and they go more a little bit more into it it was really the the psychological component to it um because when we think about how the enemy works and when we think about how you know we're we're shaped and we're socialized in this country you know a lot of us media has a big hand in that like and so when we look at movies when we look at music when we look at you know when we look at just anything related to Hollywood the media and entertainment like you know it has a hand in just how we are and how we act talk everything and so to think that like you know when we're quoting our favorite movie or when we're quoting our favorite you know music line or when we're quoting something it's like that's that's ingrained like that's to say it's programmed if you will but yeah it's in bed it's ingrained and it's like if you notice how i think me and z today like you know we was just we were just rap we were we was just rapping a song we heard years ago like a whole decade and some change ago and like just quoting the words like it came out <laughs> two days ago right and oh and to and to kind of go back to church of satan that would be anton levey there we go um but back and but back to what you were saying literally like an entire what verse knew the entire verse knew when to bleep out the curse words and was like wait what song is that that i'm rapping because i didn't remember it yeah i don't remember the name of the song but i knew the entire verse entire verse <laughs> so that's 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 a problem <laughs> but I mean, and yeah so it's just that's not even necessarily a be- a problem it's like it it just shows how much the industry affects mm-hmm. us whether we know it or not because that song came out i think i was in college that was like oh three oh four i want to say oh three though i i might have been in high school 03? i don't know yeah i'm about to no. find out oh no that was like 2000 i was like 2000 2001 that's all southern hospitality because we're gonna go ahead and share the song <laughs> It was 2000. Yep, I was 15. Yep, 2000, yep. Dude, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Yes. And I still know a whole verse that I'm aware of by, out of nowhere. Out of no, That doesn't make any kind of sense. But, but then if you think about it, it does. Yeah. Because that's honestly, and I know that, like, it may actually, and it's actually true, though. Like, because when you, you know, it's like when you, when you study... You know, they always say, try to put it to a beat, try to put it to a tune, because that's how you remember it. And when you think about it, like, you know, and they, and one of my professors, I remember undergrad, actually proved, actually brought up the study and proved it. Like, the same cognitive, you know, functions in the brain that that is used to remember song lyrics, the same applies So when you're trying to remember, you know, concepts and stuff. Um, like the same parts of the brain light up. Um, so yeah, it's it's 
It's interesting. I'm still, no, but the, I'm looking at these lyrics. I literally did these lyrics completely accurately. <laughs> completely accurately. That's not even the right way to say that. That doesn't make any sense. Like It does, but, but it doesn't. But, but again, it's... I have not heard this song probably since my first year of college, maybe. Like, I... Throw them bows. We got bows on them. Throw like, them bows. Yes, I I did. I haven't listened to it. But in again, years. it's just again that just speaks to just that industry and just how again it's like there's a lot more. Oh, I'm just gonna park right there. Okay. But yeah, it's just a lot more that goes on that you know if you back up. Yeah, <laughs> like there's just a lot more that. If you if you're not paying attention, you'll miss, and that's really the danger of media in general. And that is is that they like to, as we know, they like to sneak in subtleties. They like to sneak in hidden jokes. They like to sneak in like, you know, different innuendos and things like that. And it's just, you know, you have to really pay attention because, especially for a lot of kids now growing up, to where. Now, just mainly in mu- mainly you just in music, you, um, you know, a lot of it now is just, okay. you know, it's just overt. It's not even subtle anymore. It's just out there in your face. Yeah, it was much more subtle when I was younger. And, like, it's interesting because even as you look at different movies and different music and just things even on TV. Things that were bleeped out are no longer bleeped out no more. Mm-hmm. Folks are not tripping. Yeah. Look, I remember like when al- like when some albums came out, there was a clean version and a parental advisory one. Right. Like an unedited version. Now it's just like you just get the unedited version. Not the case no more. Regardless. Like okay. you have to now actually find a clean version and if I there is one and I, and I literally try to look for some of my favorite songs like Up Jumps the Boogie Aaliyah mm-hmm. well Aaliyah is not, it's more Timbaland Magoo Missy Elliott Aaliyah um, I could not find a clean version of Up Jumps the Boogie I couldn't I couldn't find half, mind you when the Nelly Nelly's first album came out Country, Country Grammar, Grammar yep I had the clean version of that because Walmart sold automatically sold the mm-hmm. clean CDs and yeah, ask me if I can find that now. Not even. Well, close. no, and I think most most places like you had to be because I'm because I remember Fye and like um, yeah. Tower Records and all them like certain stores like that like like you had to be in certain in certain places you had to be at least like 17 in order to buy the the unedited version because they had the parental advisory. They had the parental advisory, so yeah. you had to at least be I think 17 or 18 in order to buy it. Well, I mean, and it's interesting because now they put parental advisory stickers on Christian albums. I definitely, I got a few songs on my phone um, that are, I think, Jessica Reed. Jessica Reed, I think that's her name. Anyways, gospel artists, like there's probably five of them that I have on my phone that I'm aware of that when I got it, had parental advisory and I was like wait are they cussing on it and then I I like just did some research and they started doing that because it's talking about God and Jesus and mm. so you need parental advisory wow uh huh yeah which kind of which is what you wanted to talk about with look <laughs> don't get me started segue, a lot perfect of the segue. perfect segue into the Christian hip hop world um because uh 
and I and I I personally I'm a big fan of CHH. Um, it is its own genre for real. Like a lot of people just like outside of CHH and outside of that realm, a lot of people in the past you should just be like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, it's not that bomb. It's mm-hmm. it's not comparable or whatever to hip hop. So it's like okay, but then you have certain groups that were out that came out that actually were out before like before the 2000s and whatnot and people really used to have something to say about that but oh yeah like the cross movement gospel gangsters grit like yeah there were some really dc talk is probably one of the oldest uh groups (laughs) that i can think of um I think they started in 1989. Um, but DC Talk was one of my... When I was like five years old was one of my things. Mm. I liked DC Talk when I was, as a kid, as a baby pretty much. So, anyways. So that's kind of how that genre, if you will, got started. But then it was taken off by... Taken off word. It was launched even deeper because of Lecrae... And mm, one sixteen yeah. crew, which is taken after they're named after Romans one sixteen. Um, but one sixteen crew or click and that just it it took on something and then you have Reach Records and now it's just its own thing. It's taken off a lot and I've just seen so many changes. I won't get into all of the different um I would say issues or <laughs> issues that have popped up but um yeah <laughs> so uh just some things that now I'll, I'll be done in a second with my little aspect so you can hop in but my little thing is i've done a lot of research watched a lot of for the past what four years watched a lot of interviews because it's good to listen to the music yes but i like to listen to interviews because um, I like to listen to multiple interviews because everybody that they, they regard I don't care who your PR person is you go depending on who you talking to you gonna let something slip you gonna say something and you gonna be it depends on who you're talking to and how comfortable you are you're gonna let allow certain things to be said and I've seen some interesting things um, and not just Christian hip hop because gospel in general but because Christian hip hop is so, it can be so aligned to hip hop and it's like an easy crossover for Christian music in general into secular music as the church folks will call them. Um, it's, it's interesting. Uh, the compromise, if you will, because one major thing and I'll, I'll get off it in a minute cause I could go, but one major thing is Jesus. Um, it got so intense. I don't know if it's still this intense. It sounds like it probably is, but uh, a lot of gospel um, Christian hip hop artists could not use the word Jesus. Um, albums, uh, different places would not allow them. Their labels mm-hmm. would not allow it. And some of them, one of them, um, oh my goodness, Derek Minor. <laughs> he did. He's um, he's with One Sixteen. He's uh, Reach Records. I think he must have, one of his songs, he must have said, and actually Lecrae did it too. They literally said Jesus and then said, that's five, 
five times for you uh for y'all counting how many times i say it like literally they made songs on this because that's how deep it got um and that's just one thing but it's just it's interesting the how we're censoring things and how we're not censoring things but we're censoring the wrong thing if you will um mm, all right i'm gonna get off it i'm trying to keep my stuff together i mean this i mean this just i mean bottom line is it's just i think that it i think that in and of itself just in that genre alone i think and even with you saying the whole parental advisory and that with it talking with them talking about god like that's why they did it it's just you know i think like just for me like that's just that's just enough example just just for me to show of how just how this industry works or just how it is and it's like you know and i'm sure you kind of heard artists say this in other interviews because um what z's talking about more christian hip-hop i I like to listen to like like certain r&b artists certain pop artists who kind of been m.i.a for a while and one interview that i like that miss maya did for a uh, black tv she was talking oh, she was talking one. about how you know in so many words like when you stand for something um and you're essentially unmovable in that mm-hmm. how the record label tends to kind of move on and move past you and i think that just really speaks volumes to why i think a lot of artists nowadays like the ones who a lot of us you know quote unquote consider real music you know, again, why they're not given the time of day, because when we think about it, kind of like kind of like how I said in the last video, like a lot of what they did and what they said was, um, again, it was about something. It was meaningful. It was it was more than just pain. It was more than just hurt. Like it was about something, you know, genuine, authentic and honest. And I think that you know, now that's now with mu- the music that's out there now, it's like, you know, it's a vibe, quote unquote, it's a bop, but what are you really saying? And so, you know, and so I, I saying all that to say a lot of the real artists, so to speak, or the where the real music is, it's, you know, artists are taking a stand and like they're just, you know, in their own way, they're not being unmoved by it. It's like they're about their craft, they're about, their music they want that creative control they want to be able to say what they want to say and not feel the need to you know censor it or edit it or try to reword it if you will it's like you know no this is what i'm gonna do and if i can't do that then you know i'm going about my way and i and you know i i kudos to all of them that are doing that both in Christian hip hop, R&B pop, hip hop, all of that, because it's like, you know, you know, when you, it's, it's not hard, it's hard taking a stand for something, especially on that level of impact, if you will, because whether people are aware of it or not, like when you're an artist, when you're an actor, whether, you know, when you're in a profession where the camera is on you or, essentially the dollar sign is big for the most part. It's like, you know, you gotta be dead, you gotta take a stand for something. And a lot of times, you know, when you take a stand, especially for his word, Christ, or when you just take a stand for 
your music in general or you just take a stand for you know something that goes against the status quo if you will not many people do that you know not trying to put down other people who don't or try to put down people who um you know you know decide to kind of roll with it so to speak this isn't a shot at nobody it's just more so when you do do take a stand and unfortunately your career gets jeopardized or the money stops coming in yeah it's hurtful yeah it's kind of like a slap in the face because it's like whoa like i was doing this because i love it i was doing this for those who you know were going through something or needed this and it's just like to be shut down in a way it's definitely impactful it's definitely not a good place to be at and i know for a lot of the younger generation coming up, like that's something that they are hopefully paying attention to and realizing that, you know, as many people, as many veterans, as many people who's been in it for a while can tell you, like it's a business for one. And two, it's not all that it appears to be. And is, and I'm not talking just like what, you know, the documentary talks about. It's just like, it's not what you think it is. Like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's people, uh, both artists and producer and those behind the scenes, it's people, it's people with big egos and, you know, highly sensitive, you know, it's people with, you know, personality problems, it's people with mental health problems beyond depression and anxiety. Like it is, it's a whole... It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> it's a whole thing. That's whole thing. Y'all, he having a whole moment because it's a whole thing. So, um, <laughs> I even, um, I don't know. I, I, well, I won't say I don't know. Right. But I just, as far as experience is concerned, and just to kind of even bring all of that back, um, for most artists and I can say this because there was a definitely a point in time where that's what I wanted to do. And yeah, I got very disheartened my short uh, stint in the industry and I didn't even go music wise. I mean, I prefer to do backup anyways, like for singers, I did not want to be, uh, I, I did not, want to be nobody's lead lead nothing i will gladly do background for you i love harmonizing that's all we need to do um acting wise is what i was trying to um probably be more on the forefront with and uh yeah no i'm good um it takes a strong person to deal with the things that come along with this industry that i will say but as an artist the one thing, and I remember that this mentality, if you can get paid to do what you love, um, literally, I, that there was a point in time where I was definitely more on the artistry, spoken word artist. Yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> spoken word artist, uh, actress, and a little bit of dance, but mostly a spoken word artist, actress, and a singer. Um, I did all of that. And primarily did all of that. And when I, if you asked me, I was like, dude, I could do this for the rest of my life. 
if I can make sure my bills are paid, this is what I'm doing. And every artist that I was around at that time had the exact same uh, thought process. And it speaks to something that you mentioned in the first recording, Zoe, mm-hmm. which that's all artists want to do. That's all they want to do. Uh, if you if I can pay my bills and not have to really worry about money can focus on my craft then I'm good mm-hmm. and sometimes it well not even sometimes a lot of times this industry will test that they surely will and it's like okay so either either it's the money that does it really usually it's the money but a lot of times they just say okay I want to do this and because mm-hmm. I know this type of money will help my life, my parents, whomever, my family, all right, then this is what we're doing. But we end up compromising um, our God-given talent just for the sake of the coin and what the coin can do. And that's what that's where the issue is. And it's, and it's not necessarily looking down on any person that's done that. It's more so like really reflecting on how much the in how the the powers that be that kind of run this exactly. industry yeah. use that and manipulate mm-hmm. the need yeah. um for their ultimate gain which is the coin um right. and is the money and mm-hmm. whatever they can if they can use your talents to um sway the the to sway this country to sway whomever they need to sway they will do it and they've been doing it for a long time hello CIA MK Ultra circa 1940s um i mean if it's true cia did it um and i mean we don't see it that much anymore in movies but um excuse me not necessarily in the within a movie but prior to a movie but if you uh during the great depression um when it movies were more than just a nickelodeon nickelodeon by the way if you guys want to know what the term came from five cent movies nickel um that's what started the whole uh, the whole industry it started with a nickel and being able to watch a nickelodeon which was like a short little film um and it turned into something major that they could project onto a screen and the cia and other powers and any type of government propaganda they were like oh everybody's going to a movie okay well we're going to have um not only uh, commercials before the movie, but we'll have those different, mm-hmm. the different propaganda. Sometimes even have people come in live and do like a live show prior to a movie, um, for the sake of hey, buy war bonds, uh, World War Two, um, or whatever, whatever it looked like. Hey, we need you to uh to go ahead and enlist for the military. I mean it from a to z you name it that's what they had in the beginning and um yeah that's how it that's how it started and then it just became something that's even more intertwined because cia figured out they could control people it based on what they saw um well not based on what they saw but what they choose to watch and based on how psychologically going back to that how they can um embed certain things into projects different movie projects and things of that nature that's essentially what was done and it's all true historically it's just something that's very real and yeah we that's it started in the 40s so imagine where we're at now 
Because mm, I mean, think about it. The fearless. Because I mean, if you think about it, the fearless psychology is what like young. It's what like eighty some years old. Yeah. Eighty some years old. Because the first DSM came out in the sixties. And so, if you think about it. Or fifties, and if and, and again, and if you think about it, like, and I remember this one FBI um, agent, he did an interview, and he was talking about how he was like, he was like back in the day with the CIA and everything. He was like, you know, they weren't they weren't offering psychology in universities. Mm-hmm. They weren't doing that because. As he was talking about, you know, MK Ultra, this whole like, you know, reprogramming and, you know, mind manipulation, mind control, whatever you want to call it, brainwashing. But, you know, and I'm in to think during World War Two and everything, like a lot of this was there. And if you actually look at. Um, again, when counseling first started, I think it was like the 19 late forties, fifties when counseling actually was the thing. Uh, beyond Freud. <laughs> right. Like, and it was, His homies. and it was just, and it was that like, you know, counseling came after. Counseling, the, counseling to the masses came after because yeah, it, it came was way after that available to the elite Jews. Mm-hmm. And so it's Freud. like. You know, and so I say that to say, like, the field has been there, arguably, debatably. It's been there. It's just how it was used in the beginning um, wasn't the best of life. Because, I mean, hello, if you look at, if you look at the, if you look at the, um, what is it, the ethical codes now and just how, you know, for clinicians, we're not to do harm. You know, we're not to do any type of coercion or anything like that when it's like as we all know in the you know military CIA all these other branches like they have torture methods and things like that and back back during World War 2 in the early 1920s 40s as he was saying oh yeah they was doing a lot of it and as the video will kind of touch on too like they, they brought over German scientists to help in those areas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, you know, it's not nothing, you know, it's not nothing new. It's just coming to light these things. And that's the thing about the truth and things like that. Like it's, you want to delay it if you will, but you, there's no denying it because it happened. Right. You I know, mean, you want to delay it because there's ultimately some type of plan in place. Mm-hmm. And not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but, (laughs) I mean, the writing's on the wall. It really is. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, and if you just look at the times, even outside of that, even if you're like, you know, well, say you don't believe any of that exists, it's like you can feel that something is happening because times are changing rapidly. If we stop, and right now we're all stopped, um, uh, minus uh, Florida, and their beaches um, <laughs> right now we're um we're all stopped and we have a chance to really stop and look at some things and it's like how did life even get like this 
Like this how is the did it? Right. Like, I mean, and that's where COVID COVID nineteen could actually be a blessing in disguise. Even though you have all the craziness and the deaths. I mean, God, mm-hmm. uh, God, uh, touch those that are on the front lines and touch those that Please. are uh, touch those that are affected by it, um, both directly and indirectly. But if you're thinking, of, if you're even kind of paying attention to that. Um, to all of this it's like it's causing us to stop and look around like wait and or causing us to want to be more distracted so it's like mm-hmm. will you put down your phone will you mm-hmm. um turn off whatever social media where you will you get off of binge watching netflix and sit in silence for a hot second and this and is something and this is just something that um the spirit gave to me on the ninth of this month, actually. Um, ninth or something one. Yeah, I actually was like writing this. Um, so I'm gonna just read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll so I caught I, I titled it Crossroads, and so it reads: It's amazing how the Lord loves us so and is doing what He does best, drawing us closer to Him. Taking away our excuses of being too busy by temporary by by temporary by temporarily closing certain job sectors to lead people to depend on him, requiring us to wear masks so we don't speak but observe our surroundings and become more aware of what all we can do in his name. Remaining indoors with family or by ourselves to draw closer to him through prayer. Right now we have a collective responsibility to give to give attention to our cares and concerns. But to most importantly, give it to the Almighty and also step up and put action behind what we want to see in our lives. Though we are in the last days, quotes, end quote, I believe we don't have to succumb to our fate so quickly, saying this, speaking to humanity as a whole. Dare I say we still have time to turn it around. Dare I say we have the opportunity to evolve to a better place, but it's going to take our collective efforts to make it so. We must all be willing to sacrifice what we desire in order to obtain what we so desperately desire, purpose. We are currently at a crossroads in history. Do we continue doing what we're doing and repeat history to which we seal our fates? Or do we boldly take the road less traveled, a a road that requires we sacrifice, we remain disciplined, a road where hard choices need to be made in order to shift the fate of all towards one of divinity and enlightenment. We must allow God to use our individuality for his divine purpose, which is to unite us all under his spirit and truth. Impossible, yes, and there will be resistance against this, which for a time will seem right, but in the end it will amount to not. But I believe a movement, a wave, a revival is on the horizon. God's spirit is the answer. And the choice is ours. See you later. I mean, how you just gonna... I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I, just, I wasn't ready. Yeah, there's a see la, a pause, a thoughtful pause, which is what see means. Mm-hmm. Yes, let me, let me see la. <laughs> Goodness. It's true. On point, snaps. <laughs> I ain't no fucking word artist, but you okay. know. Uh, anyways, <laughs> shoot, neither am I. My book came out almost ten years ago, but all right. 
Man. Man. That's, that's real. So I guess we could say this is that COVID that uh, Morgan requested. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, just, I mean, and I, I brought up Hollywood, like, just because there was a lot that I noticed and wanted to discuss, but I think all in all, I think regardless if, um, you know, just regardless of that arena, regardless of COVID, regardless of what's going on right now, I think really not so much what I take away, what I learned, but really what is coming up. Cause you actually said it too. It's like a lot of the habits that we go to for comfort mm-hmm. and, it was actually something that somebody had brought up at Sunday school today. And that is, is that mm. a big part of, I think America as a whole, our issue is, is we're all about self preservation. You know, whether it's, you know, staying you to ourselves. Yeah. It's like, I think self preservation is our biggest thing because it feeds our pride in a lot of ways. It feeds us leaning to our own understanding you know, it feeds us trying to, you know, do what we have to do and go home or like protect ourselves when it's like, you know, as he was saying, like you can feel something like even if you don't, you know, believe in any type of religion, if you don't, you know, believe in any of that stuff, it's like you can still f- look around and feel something happening. Like you Those can feel something brewing because there's a lot of things that. You know, people talk about, you know, it was prophesied before somebody had prophesied this or foresaw this. It's like, regardless, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, and I'll be, and I'll admit it, it's definitely scary because it's like, oh, snap, it's happening. Oh, snap. We're in the here and now, like, this is real life. But as a lot of people are saying, like, and I'm starting to slowly, prayerfully get to that place of, it's also exciting, though, because it's, like, not just of what's to come, but more importantly, it's, like, we all now have the opportunity. It's, like, you know, we all live to this point in our lives because we're all bold enough and strong enough to withstand whatever comes our way. And I think that, you know, when you look at, you know, just to kind of end it off on like a high note, like when you look at just, you know, people on the front line, when you look at clinicians, when you look at, you know, grocery store workers, or when you just look at really, you know, just the different challenges on like Instagram, or when you just look at different stuff like that, it's like we have the capacity and the capability to bring light and bring that goodness and and be and bring that boldness to things like, you know, with the producers doing their thing with music. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if we really look at it, just really reminding us of what real music sounds like, what good music sounds like, and really try to learn to bring that back into the fold. Like when we look at, you know, the Don't Rush Challenge in a way, it's like, you know, just, you know, how people <laughs> can switch it up and just know that, you know, you know, you can... Everybody has an off day when they wake up. But again, when you take time to put it together, like, you look good. Like, everybody's beautiful. I feel like that's what it looks like. It doesn't matter. And then you have the teenage celebrities like Marseille, Martin, (laughs) and all them little babies that are now teenagers. Mm, Oh, my gosh. Young women, actually. Yes. Not a fan. (laughs) I, I feel so old. But 
all of them, like they did it backwards. So they started yeah. off how everyone sees them. And they're like, well, this is what I look like going to bed. And all, I think all of them had on a bonnet. It cracked me up. Yeah. I was like, y'all better go ahead. They're like, and I, I appreciate that because a lot of times we as regular people, if you will, um, yeah, our glow ups is, it's not always seen like that. Whereas the celebrity children thought of it. Wish the adults would have. That would have been nice. Yeah. But um, so every children thought they're like, all right, well, you guys always see us like this. So yeah, well, this is what did, we look like. Well, they did it backwards. It's yeah, like the, the grown people was like, okay, this is how I wake up. That's how I look now. They was just like, no, we gonna flip it. Right. Like, this is how we look. This is going to bed. Like, right. Because y'all <laughs> never see us like this. Yeah. And I think I saw Michael B. Jordan. I think the shade room had him up. And just to see him scruffy little mug just dancing around in the kitchen. I was just like, I think because we put people on a pedestal and that's the that that's yeah, kind of bringing it all back together mm -hmm. full circle. Like with the social media, that's why the what we've been talking about is so prevalent because in our minds, because social media is is a major for almost everybody. So many of us are on it. Older people, younger people, does not matter. My mother is in her 70s and is a big fan of the Kardashians. Hello. So, I mean, <laughs> more people are on it and are affected by it or influenced by it than not. And so just bringing all of that back and we put people on a pedestal, we put, uh, make we, because of what we see um, on screen or because of what we see in print magazines or because of what we see uh, on movies and whatnot, um, everybody is actually in the same space. You can't outrun COVID. A lot of celebrities have gotten it. Um, we all in the same space. Like, yeah, yeah the, the quarantine looks different for some folks that live in mansions versus living in a studio apartment, whatever. They're still stuck at home. And I think just to wrap, <laughs> and I think just to kind of tie this whole Hollywood thing to a, to an end, and that is is just that I think because because I rarely hear a few artists and a few actors talk about it, but recently I heard um, I think Daniel Day Cam, let me some Daniel Day Cam, he actually talked <laughs> about it though. He was talking about how um, you know how like when people first meet him it's like it's that dynamic of like they see him on this pedestal or whatever but he was like you know but i actually prefer when people kind of like you know relate talk to me like a human being kind of thing you know and it's like he was actually some harsh contracted COVID 19 but ended up beating it mm -hmm. and you know i like the fact that you know he kind of kept you know he kind of did like i think he only did like a think like three or four videos of just like him before during and after but um but um yeah i think just like uzi was saying like saying all that to say it's like yeah we may have different zip codes yeah we may have different things in our bank you know different amounts in our bank account but bottom line is is that we're all human and i think if we all kind of look at start looking at you know everybody in the industry and as well as vice versa everybody in the industry looking outside of that and realizing what all they can do because i do agree with what lexi was saying like they can do a little bit more um just yeah. because they've been blessed but you know digressing from that but it's like saying all that to say like we're all human and we're all we all can't escape COVID 19 we're all here on this earth we all may, again, we all do different jobs, but 
ultimately, we, you know, everybody's job is to service somebody else. And I think that's really the small piece of wisdom I thank God he gave my dad to share because it's like, it's true. No matter what job you do from the janitor and the gas station attendant to performing on stage or being or performing for a film, it's like you're doing something for somebody else. You're doing something for people. So we're all in this same boat. We're all, you know, despite how money might make it seem, we're all on the same playing field. And unfortunately, our economy doesn't reflect that. Unfortunately, the powers that be don't want to make it to be that way. But, you know, if we all kind of understand, like, we're all in this struggle, we're all trying to do the best we can while in quarantine, while on lockdown, um, you know, and kind of just, like, understand, hopefully, when this is all over, that we're all here for each other. And that, you know, as even though we we come and go and we do what we do just in addition to just showing people kindness showing people love just really be sure that you know you're living in such a way that you know it just that ripple effect of you know kind of like you know i think it was like a commercial i saw years ago that when you touch somebody you know you spread love and then they spread that to somebody else and vice versa. Like, you know, just kind of be more mindful and more aware of the bigger picture that's happening. Because I think that's really what's coming to the forefront is there are things bigger than us that's happening and that, you know, it's all going to eventually come to a head. Like Z was saying, like, it's all going to reach a certain point. And, you know, whether we're aware of it or not, whether we know it or not, we're all in this together. So... I mean, I don't know how I follow that, but all right. (laughs) I don't even think I can follow that high key, but, um, uh, well, yeah, I really have nothing else to say. I have nothing to say. Is this being in quarantine or? Oh, what I learned is being in quarantine, child. Look. A lot. Um, yeah, God has been really dealing with me because I'm full disclosure for say, say aloud, at say aloud, S S A Y. Stop speaking against yourself is what it means. And um the different the thing about say and I know uh I have not talked about it very much, but I've God has taken me through a major process and people that have known me for over 10 years have definitely seen that if I do say so myself <laughs> um, in so many ways. And for my, for me, my big thing is I had to walk out, say, like mm-hmm. I didn't, it didn't just come and I'm like, all right, well, this is what we're doing. Kind of like um, I had another business called and say it's not really a business, it's a movement, but I had a business called IRA, which is Aziza I. Robertson Relations and Editing. It's no longer um, active. And that was something that I did to showcase, not even showcase, um, as public relations and manuscript editing. So skills, it was a service, boom, that we could do. Say, for me, was a lot different because I had to walk it out. Like everything that's going to come out of Say is going to come from uh, plenty of stuff that I have shared and plenty of stuff that I have not shared. 
And what I'm learning in this awesome quarantine is that I can't separate myself from say. Um, I try to, to build it in another way. And I've been taking my time, which is why nobody really sees anything about it or hears anything about it. I've just been trying to figure out, okay, what angle am I, are we doing this with? And if anything, full disclosure, that's what I've been getting out of this quarantine is... I can't separate myself from that because then that separates literally my whole, the whole process the Lord took me through and me. But it's one and the same because you would not be talking to this version of Aziza <laughs> at all. The <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I can vaguely remember the way I used to be based off of certain things that have happened and I am not the same person at all. And that is not even in a boastful way, but it's like, y'all, Jesus, God knows. It was a hot mess <laughs> years ago. And yeah, but that's what I could say I've, um, I've learned is really understanding and grasping what I'm here for. Say is one of those things. Um, for other people, it could be their destiny as some would call it, um, purpose. It's another word, but if anything, this quarantine, hopefully aside from the fear, the pandemonium, which is where (laughs) pandemic comes from, they're all root word. You got the same root words, pandemonium, pandemic. All right. Um, It shouldn't be fear. It should be, okay, so now that everything has stopped, now that your world has stopped, literally your entire world, our entire world, it's like, all right, so what are we here for? That's the big question. And it's not a suicidal-inducing question, but it's a a reflection of okay what are you doing what are we doing what what are we doing with our, with this life that we've been given um this air this breath that's not promised to us um these hours minutes hours seconds whatever time in the day that we have what are we doing with it i mean cuz it's not even necessarily saying that you have to build something and have to come out with a whole brand new business plan ready to launch the minute that this is over with but as far as yourself Okay, what are you doing about you? What are some things that you have not addressed? What are some things that you're still avoiding addressing, even though we've been in quarantine for three weeks, at least? Like, what is that? Address that. You have nothing but space and opportunity. We have nothing but space and opportunity. And if it means you're looking at a mirror of yourself, like a whole reflection... Please make sure you're looking at a deeper reflection than just what you see on the outside because you know how superficial we all can be. Mm-hmm. Um, deep reflection of yourself. What are we dealing with? What What is it that, look, me, hey, if we're going to be 100, I still got a minute. If we're going to be 100, um, rejection. Um, and and because it's such a big thing, what have what what areas and ways have we been rejected whether it's career whether it's family relationally whatever what may have you self-rejection womb rejection what you want to do which one you want to talk about because all of us have experienced it in some way and we've also built some for many of us we've built up different um boundaries um different lives l-i-v-e-s lies l-i-e-s look both um 
to quarantine off that section of our lives that um that we don't want anybody else to touch and it just needs to stay there um and we'll deal with it later well now is the time to deal with it if you haven't already and um uh, take off the quarantine remove the lie remove the if you can look ask the lord to help um because some some things are so ingrained in us we only remember what we used to be like or where the issue really is or was because we've built up so much around it so that it can look like something that it really isn't let's address that that's that's what this quarantine has taught me (laughs) that's what i am learning that's what i pray everyone else is learning (laughs) look what are you here for and what is it that you have not addressed because all of us have something that we have not addressed what is it look who can you talk to um look we down for dms and stuff over here but if you feel like you need professional help um there are plenty of therapists even on instagram um i follow a few (laughs) yeah look me too um plenty of therapists even on ig um y'all check out the holistic therapist shout out to her though because it was honestly through her page i figured out what some of my issues were definitely check her out the dot holistic dot i think it's psychologist yeah i think it's psychologist yeah y'all check her out because she because she posts different like like she gives you bite-sized pieces of different issues that like if you, I can go through my phone right now and pull out and pull up different ones. Like she is amazing. Like definitely y'all follow her. Um, sidebar. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. also on Apple Music. Um, I don't know Apple Podcast. Sorry. Uh, Mental Health in ninety seconds. Shout out to uh, Dr. Heather. Um, one of my professors. She's dope. Uh, Mental Health in ninety seconds. She's pretty cool too. Um, literally that's all she does. <laughs> calls it the evening uh so like you mentioned bites um yeah and i mean hey get and it's not even saying that you'll be perfect or fully healed because it took years to get a certain way um and it will take your it can take years to heal um can take some things are immediate some things are not and that's okay um but just acknowledging some things and small steps is okay that's fine but just acknowledge it whatever you have not been acknowledging acknowledge it acknowledge it for what it is now it's time to be real real with yourself um hey you talking about you didn't know how to follow up <laughs> i mean on, i you, you get just on gave my nerve. Me. just get on my nerve anyway y'all i, I didn't mean to with go that we gonna <laughs> close it for today i was trying to um but yeah y'all um you know just it's it's, yeah like z said just it's time to get deep and get real with yourself um but like i said as we said before follow us on ig love beats and heartstrings say it loud s-s-a-y it loud dm us um if you need any resources for therapy or a therapist um, if you have any questions, if you need any type of spiritual assistance, mm-hmm. reach out to us. Um, you know, it's a lot going on, y'all, but again, you are here. You are bold enough and you are strong enough to overcome whatever it is. 
you are meant to. There was a lot of things that happened you did not plan for, but boop, here you are. Um, so God definitely has a plan, whether you're aware of it or not. So just saying, plug in. And with that, we are out. Love Catch y'all next time. Peace, y'all. Mm -hmm. Yes.